Welcome to Greyhounds Make Great Pets with Rory Garay, TJ Beater, and Kathy Garay. Each week, we talk about the connections between owners and their pets with an emphasis on topics that apply to greyhounds. If you want to hear more about your best friend, stay tuned. Now, here are your hosts. Oh, yeah. Howdy ho, world. Our muzzles are off and we are ready for Greyhounds Make Great Pets. Hope you are too. Today, we will be discussing the inmate and greyhound training program at Saguaro Correctional Center with Jody Brown of Racing Home Greyhound Adoptions. But first, I need to bring in the rest of the Roo crew. Oh, okay. I really only have to bring on Rory because Tanya will not be able to join us today. Um... And Rory's already here because he's sitting here. So, okay, I'm going to quit babbling, and we're just going to get going. I'm kind of glad we got Jody to come in because I was really dreading having to put myself through the program. (laughs) Oh, that would be—I have an opening. (laughs) You know, and he does need some training. Uh, You know, I—I mean, you know him, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but but I'm an old dog. You can't treat. Teach me new tricks. Hey, we, we've had some old dogs through the program. <laughs> You'd be surprised at what these guys can accomplish. He needs that sit-stay, speak-on-command thing. <laughs> well, well, welcome to Rule One Studios, Jody. We've uh, I've known you for a number of years. Uh, Hundreds. Here, uh, well, that's almost like our temperatures here in the Valley of the Sun. Absolutely, yeah. yeah I'm waiting for Satan to walk in the door any minute now. <laughs> oh, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just what they call you behind your back. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Just so the listeners know, um, Jody has been uh, one of the folks here in Arizona running her program that whenever there was uh, some extra need being done, uh, like with the uh, the blood bank dogs or anything else, I've always known I could call Jody, text her, whatever, and Jody and her her daughter Tiffany and their whole program, you guys always stepped up to the plate and, and helped out. Uh, truly, you know that your heart is in it for the dog. So, again, thank you all for what you do and always being there for the greyhounds. It's a labor of love for us. And <clears throat> when we started the program, I said I would never say no. And, and, and I have And you have not. <laughs> well, this, can, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and how uh, you and, and Tiffany or who... Ever else was behind all this got Racing Home started? Well, I, I actually started with another Greyhound group, um, <clears throat> and I was their foster coordinator, and then I was an adoption coordinator, and I saw things that could be done better, you know, as we all do, mm-hmm. and I actually sat down with their board and offered some suggestions, and they basically said, bite me. <laughs> So I said, well, you know what? I think I'm going to start my own group, so I'll see you all later. So on my 50th birthday, I sat down with a group of people, and Racing Home Greyhound Adoption was born. Well, that was a nice birthday present. My midlife crisis, (laughs) you know. In a good way. In a good way, absolutely. Uh, So we started Racing Home Greyhound Adoption. That was in 2004, and now everybody knows how old I am. Way to go. (laughs) Whatever. Um, Just for the record, when she said 50 earlier, that was uh, that was not the correct number. She was only 21 at the time. Correct. Oh, I love you. <laughs> and the little voice in the background was uh, Tiffany, Jody's daughter, who's uh, always there if uh, Jody isn't. Let's put it that way. Who is going to be grounded when we get home. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a mom thing for you. There you go. <laughs> so we, we started Racing Home Greyhound Adoption. Since we, since we started, we have brought in... 469 dogs, which doesn't seem like a lot, but we are a very small group. So we bring the dogs in one and two at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, uh, the third dog we brought in needed a major back surgery. So we were sitting there looking at how we were going to come up with $4,000. So we did a lot of fundraising. We begged, we borrowed, we, we stole. <laughs> and uh, we don't, don't want to know. Don't tell anybody. No, no, didn't hear that. But we got Giuseppe his back surgery, and he went on to live a very long, happy life. Great. So he, at the end, succumbed to osteosarcoma, as so many of our dogs mm-hmm. do. But he was he he was a happy boy up until then. Um, in uh, 2009, the president of a greyhound group that was going out of business came to me and said, "Hey." I've met with a warden out in Eloy. 
we want to start a prison program. I've done all the legwork. It's ready to go. I need an adoption partner. Would Racing Home be interested in doing that? So, of course, you know, I said, well, yeah, sure, without knowing what it was going to entail. Well, that's yeah, the kind of gal you are. There you go. <laughs> Never say no. Um, so we, we were lucky because that group actually laid the groundwork for us. They did all the legwork, got the program set up. They furnished dog beds, crates, the bowls, all the basics the dogs needed to get started. Um, and I took my first group of four greyhounds into the prison on September 1st, 2009. So we are coming up on our 10-year anniversary. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> They're not allowed to ruin the prison because it disturbs all the inmates. Gets them all We'll get up. into that in a little yeah, while. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so since we started the prison program, we've had 181 dogs go through that program. We... Um, have had 177 adopted out of that program and the four dogs that we have still available we have about 12 applications for oh my well and and you like all the other groups across the u.s are having a we're we're struggling we're struggling we can't get dogs and um so i've actually put out a plea to our adopters if you have a greyhound that that went through our program um and they could use a little refresher training I got a place for them. <laughs> so we're hoping to keep our spots filled so we don't lose that program. Oh, I see. Well, now, do you have yeah. to keep a minimum number of we dogs? Have, we have eight dogs in there right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens is that uh, we have eight teams, two greyhound, or two adopters, or, geez, <laughs> two inmates each, and each of them has one greyhound, or each team has a greyhound that's with them 24-7. If we have a team without a dog, they start acting out. They're like kids. So we try to keep dogs in in all the spots mm-hmm. at all times. Um, in fact, I just got an email saying, um, "We have an opening out here. Are you going to bring us a dog?" So we're trying to find one. I'm thinking maybe Roy, maybe Roy could go into that place. Yeah, you know, you just um, take your hair down and no, you'll be I'm, fine. They won't I'm know. I'm already start a fundraiser. Keep Rory out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> and we donate it all to... Hey, hey, listen, I would go for that. Yeah. I would go for that. Well, you know, um, we did do a show last week about the Irish Greyhounds. Uh-huh. And we are working on um, ways to try to get these dogs over here. We'll take them. And, you know, there, there's... When we were... I had mentioned on the show, when we were talking with Barry over in Ireland, we did a conference call several weeks ago, and he asked, you know, how many how many dogs do you guys think you could take? I said, well, right now we could take 500, um, and I'd have them placed by the end of the weekend. So he's like, so we're talking a thousand, and and some. Um, so you know, while we're all going through the struggle right now of, of greyhounds available, we are working on ways to get other greyhounds over here. And these are greyhounds that do need a home, and uh, you know, we can help out there. And you know, once we get uh, you know, hundred percent adoption going there. We'll, we'll go look somewhere else for the dogs. But, Absolutely. But, you know, I just want to remind everyone, don't despair. We are working on ways to hopefully get some more greyhounds over here to help out. Because it, it's if there's greyhounds that need a home, we need to we need to work together to figure out how to get them here. Now, um, being that we are all in Arizona and we're very close to the border. I thought uh, we were close to hell with the heat out there. Well, that's a given. <laughs> um, there is a track in Caliente, Mexico. Uh, and I know some of the groups uh, in California, and I think at one time in Arizona, would go down and, and bring in dogs from there. Uh, Jody, has your group ever done that, or do you um, know any info about what's going on down in Caliente? We have never gone down to Caliente to bring up dogs. We've had some dogs. They came up with other groups that, that have come into our program. Um, I'd be willing to go to Caliente to get them. Because <laughs> she will say yes. Yeah, I, absolutely, the, the, absolutely. The thing I've heard, though, right now, it is kind of getting hard to get them coming across. back across the border. Getting them out of Mexico yeah. has become a problem for the groups. And, you know, as time goes on, I, we mentioned on the last week's show as well that as greyhound racing is um, coming to an unfortunate end here in the United States, it's going to expand elsewhere. I predicted this in, in 2012 again, as I said last week. You, you shut it down here in the United States, it's going to grow elsewhere. And there is some things I've been seeing that lead me to believe Greyhound Racing might start popping back up, uh, expanding in Mexico various things for to provide for the OTBs. 
And that's why I did mention to groups that are, you know, considering the, the shutting down, you know, don't give up. Um, go into hibernation if you need to, because if there's all of a sudden a glut of greyhounds nearby or all of a sudden we start bringing in these greyhounds from Ireland, we need all everyone helping out, and we need that network we have now still in place. Definitely, definitely. Um, Jody, listen, um, regarding the program mm -hmm. at the prison, tell our listeners a little bit about how how this happens, how you, you know, walk us through when you're bringing in dogs to the, to the facility. Well, we, we originally started as a regular adoption group, and for a while we were doing like 50% regular adoptions, 50% prison. Um, almost exclusively all of our dogs go through the prison program now. Just because of a shortage Just of Just because homes? we need to keep it filled and because people don't come to us saying, hey, I want to adopt a greyhound. They come to us saying, I want to adopt a prison greyhound. No, Okay, so you're known for so, that. So, And now. we are the only prison training program west of the Mississippi. I did not know that. Yeah, we, are, we are it. You're it. So we, we get a lot of calls from all over the country. We've actually placed um, our prison dogs in um, Arizona, Utah, California, Nevada, Minnesota, Texas, Florida, Colorado, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Canada. Canada. Okay, how'd that one come about? Well, you know, we, we had a guy that, that actually was coming down to Arizona to visit his family. And he says, you know, I live in Canada, but I'm on my way to Yuma, and I really want a prison dog. So I, I worked with the ASPCA up there to get a home visit done. Okay. Because there were no uh, adoption groups in his area. Mm -hmm. But the ASPCA was willing to do a home visit for us. That's great. So we did the home visit, got him approved. Um, on his way from Canada to Yuma, he stopped and picked up his dog. Oh. And that gave him some time to make sure it was going to work out. Mm -hmm. uh, was this Yuma, his first greyhound? or his First greyhound, oh. yes. Uh, and we got a call from him saying, hey, I'm, I'm on my way back to Canada, and I'm taking this boy with me. <laughs> so we actually have had a couple of greyhounds go to Canada. That's, that's great. So, they got to yeah, go where they the need to The problem is I think they've been coming here to Arizona and leaving their Canadian geese. <laughs> that could be, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Canada listeners, can you please come back and get your geese? You know, we they could leave wanna... them in my backyard. My greyhounds will take care of them. <laughs> oh, um, oh, so are they like mob greyhounds? Never no. mind. Never <laughs> mind. <laughs> so. um, but when, once we bring the dogs in, um, and the dogs we've been bringing in recently have been fully vetted for us, which is good. Because that way they can go directly into the prison program. We can put females in without vetting them first. Cannot put the boys in without vetting them. So most of the time when we got our last haul, six of the eight dogs we took went directly to our prison program. Three were adopted before they even got there. <laughs> Do you find that's happening more and more? More and more, yeah. They're yep. just in and out as yep. quick as you can. Wow. Yeah, it used to be, we, what we've done is we've set a policy. The program itself is nine weeks. The guys can accomplish a lot in nine weeks, but because we want to make sure that, because you're paying extra for a prison greyhound, we want to make sure that training is still intact. We leave them in the program until they're adopted. Okay. And we've had a couple that have been in the program a year or more before they got adopted. Those are the not cat safe ones. Oh, well, I was just gonna say, what was bad, bad boy? Well, you know, everybody thinks <laughs> the perfect do? companion for their cat <laughs> is an animal that wants to chase it. Yeah, <laughs> or or other things. Yeah. Um, well, we don't go into that. I know. Yeah. Normal foster families with groups. Uh huh. You have a dog for a while, you get attached. It, it's exactly. Uh, same with the with the prisoners in the program. Do they get a little? They they do. Um, we've. Weepy. <laughs> we, and that, that's exactly how we learned that we needed to leave a dog in until it's adopted. And when they're adopted, we'd like to have a dog to take with us when we go pull the first one out. Because okay. um, the, the guy, I mean, it's, it, was, it was a very difficult experience for me, our first graduation. We had four dogs in there. We took four dogs out. And I had inmates sitting there in tears. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my God. I can't handle this. <laughs> Um, but they didn't know that I had four new dogs sitting out in the lobby waiting to come in. We didn't want to pull the attention from the graduating dogs. So, you know, but like I say, we don't always have a dog to put in, so now I have a team without mm -hmm. a dog. 
No, you, you Rory, <laughs> you got to go. No. Uh, send money to Rory.com to keep me out of prison. <laughs> um, you just mentioned something there. Th- these prisoners, um, it seems like these gr- these greyhounds are really impacting their lives. And some of them may never get out of prison, my understanding is. Right. But it is at least making a change in their lives, giving them some happiness. Uh, is that something you're seeing? Absolutely. Um, the majority of our inmates are lifers. Um, Please keep me out. Some of, them, some of them will never get out. Um, they do form an attachment with the dogs. I mean, these dogs, there's a greyhound living in a cell with two inmates 24-7. These are not big cells. We've been in them. And they are not big cells. Approximately how big? About 10 by 10, maybe. Okay. And they have, you know, their, they have their bunks. They have, some of them have a dog crate. They at least have a dog bed. And um, they're all their personal belongings. And so, I mean, this is, this is a very close-knit relationship. So there is no um, special <clears throat> perks if a prisoner is taking care of a dog for you? They get, uh, they do get more pay. They get paid for being in the okay. program. Not a lot. I think it's like 25 cents an hour. It's 50 cents an hour. 50 cents an hour. Yeah, please keep me up. <laughs> but um, it's, I mean, they, they just, it's, it's amazing to watch them bond with the dogs. Now, are you um, in contact with any of the other participants in other prison programs across the country? Is there? No, we are not. Okay, I was just wondering if. We, we kind of went out on our own. We, oh, okay. we went rogue. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in Arizona. As, that's what as, we I, do. as I'm known to do, <laughs> Wild Wild West. Yeah. You know, again, there were things with the program that we started with that mm-hmm. I didn't quite jive with, and um, so we went we went out on our own. Okay. Um, you had mentioned about you know in their cells. Now the the items that are there to care for the greyhound. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Racing Home provide that? Or? We do. Yes. The the prison provides us nothing but two inmates for each dog and a cell and a cell. We provide all of the um, personal items that the dog needs, the food, the treats, toys, uh, all medical care. <clears throat> we have first aid supplies out there. Um, Do they know how to, I mean, they're taught how to We care? actually had our vet, one of our vets go out. Oh, cool. And do a training course with, the, with the inmates. Uh, we need to do another one, but we um, haven't had a, the opportunity to get her certified to go back out there. I see. Okay. We have to go through training every year in and order to be able to go into the facility. Are you certified by the state or is this the prison itself? It's the prison itself. Okay. We go through, um, now it's a four-hour training program. Um, we have to have a TB test and random drug testing. Okay. They do a background check. So. I mean, even though you've already passed it the year before, it's just yep, every keeping year. everything on the up and up. And if we don't go to the training, we can't go into the facility until we go through that training. Okay. Are there any conditions, rules, do's and don'ts when you or someone from your group goes into the facility? Are you made aware of certain things? You know, what you can do, what you can't, we, what you can say, can't say? We have protocol we need to, to follow. Um, we have a, a dress code. A dress coat. Everything needs to be covered. No words on your shirts. Nothing tight. Nothing ripped. Closed-toed shoes, always. Pants? Long pants. Uh, jewelry, no jewelry? Uh, well, you can wear jewelry, but a lot of times it sets off the the, the metal detectors. Oh, well, I would, yeah. yeah, everywhere. Clips in your hair? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I went in one time with a clip in my hair to hold my ponytail up. Mm-hmm. Had to take it out okay. because it was a weapon. Oh, okay. So you're you're all on the up and up. You've, all you've on had the up your and tests up. and exams and you're dressed correctly and and you're going in. What what do you do? Um, are you there? You know, do you talk to the prisoners about the how the dogs are doing? And we do. Um, we have, we have to be first of all. We have to be escorted back. The first thing we do when we go in, we surrender our driver's license to get our name badge. We we have badges with our pictures. Okay. Because we're there so much. Mm-hmm. Um, we are escorted back to the pod wherever the wherever they have the dogs at the time, <clears throat> and we actually talk with the inmates, check all the dogs, make sure everybody's doing okay. Um, we are not allowed to ask the inmates what they're in for. 
or ask him any personal questions. Okay. Nor are we supposed to share our personal information. All right. So you, it's basically we're here for the dogs. For the dogs. That's yeah. it. No physical contact, of course, with the inmates mm-hmm. other than a handshake. Okay. And I'm a hugger. So you that's, are. Yeah. That's really a problem for me because I just want to hug these guys. Right. You know, but um, handshake has to be. Now, no personal <clears throat> on either side. What if they choose to tell you something? If they choose to tell us, that's fine. Okay. Um, but one of the very first things we were told, because I asked the first day we went in, I said, are we allowed to know what these guys are in for? And the chief that was with us said, you cannot ask them. When they're comfortable with you, they may choose to tell you. And he looked at me and he says, but do you really want to know? I said, oh, you know what? I don't think so. <laughs> we're, we're happy. Um, we know that the, the, the guys go through a very strict screening program. I was just going to ask you, what the is... The warden, um, they put in an application. The warden interviews them. The warden makes all the decisions as to who can and cannot go through the program. <clears throat> Once we meet the, the inmates, we can ask to have them removed if we don't like them or if we see a problem. In 10 years, we've had one inmate removed, and it was because every time we went in there, his dog was pulling to get as far away from him as possible. And I said, this, is, sign, this yeah. is not a good relationship. So we asked to have him removed. But, I mean, one inmate in 10 years. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. Um, when you're pl- placing the dogs with the inmates, now you, I assume Jody, you make that decision. Um, no, actually, we let the dogs make the decision. You do, okay? Yeah. So we just we're all in a big room, and if, the dogs are running if around. We're taking, <laughs> if we're taking several in at a time, mm-hmm. we drop the leashes, and we let the inmates and the dogs interact, make their choices. Now, if we if we pull a dog, like with the opening we have now, Rory, you would go with that handler that does not have a dog. But but what if I went a different direction? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we know you're going <laughs> to... You got the short straw. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's amazing, I mean, to watch them all, because the dogs will actually go around, they'll interact with each of the inmate handlers, mm-hmm. and before we know it, each team of handlers is holding a leash. So what you're basically saying is um, the prisoners the who are part of the program are no different than you or Rory or I or Tiffany. We're exactly. just goofy about our greyhounds. Now, we, we do have one, one handler that has been with us since day one. Um, we consider him our lead. He actually keeps better records than I do. <laughs> um, he can tell you how many dogs have gone through the program, who's been with what handlers, when they were adopted, everything. And when I need to update my list, I... I call the prison and say, hey, could I get that list? <laughs> so. I guy, I'm kind of curious. Do they, do any of the people who have adopted these dogs ever maybe write a letter that you are then able to, to take to the prisoners without the personal information so they kind of... They can, they can write a letter. We, we also have, um, we have some adopters that will uh, send pictures. We got one that dresses her dogs up on Halloween and Christmas. She sends us a picture. So we'll get this photo of her and her three dogs with her face cut out. <laughs> a little happy face and on the picture. A little smiley face yeah. on the back of it, yeah. Um, and as long as they send that to us, we are allowed to take it into the handlers. Okay. Um, do the, do the um, We're going to be having to get to our, our break in just a second. Um, if you can't answer it quickly, we can hold it till okay. after the commercial. Um do you do the prisoners uh, write letters about the dogs as to letting the prospective adopter know this is all this is what your dog has done? Absolutely, um, we ask that they do that to um, so we have something to give to the adopter. We have a journal that the guys are supposed to write in, which was one of the bones of contention. Um, we are redoing that journal, um, so right now we just have the guys write a letter to the adopter, telling them about their experience with that dog. And they make us cry all the time. Oh. So, well, Rory, you were um, you provided a a bunny program, a stuffed bunny program for a uh, prison program in Michigan, and I know that 
yeah, you have received do. some some letters, and they were very touching. Yeah, as to you know, thank you, and what the prisoners do with the dogs, and how much it does mean to them. And I, I mean, I think that's one of the things that's really cool is it's we're not just throwing people into prison and locking them up and forgetting about them. They're actually getting something that can help them in their whether their life is going to be remain behind bars or they do get to come out to society. That has given them a little a little joy and a little satisfaction that they're contributing. Right, now. and and a purpose to their day. Cause I mean, I, I do have a feeling some of these men may have been people that didn't have somebody who helped them want to be a contributor to society. And this is just really a great change for them, I believe. Absolutely, yeah. They, you know, and I think that's what it's all about. Definitely. And they, they will all tell you this has been a life changer for them. And well, we'll be going to break here in just a few seconds, right. but I want to do thank the listeners in Canada, the UK, Ireland, where else are they? Oh, listening? Sweden. Sweden, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. All over the world. Well, we are an international network. Well, and well show. we should have honed up on our foreign languages, huh? Yeah. Well, um, see. <laughs> I, I, you know, I took French in high school, so. And with that, we will be right back after these messages. Reminding you that if someone says, you suck, just reply, not for free. I'm Kathy, because that's what my ID says, and you have entered Blondieville. Now, if your Greyhound, Sighthound, or Animal 501c3 Adoption Group has an upcoming event that you'd like to share with our listeners, just send us an email with the full 411 to gmgp3, that's the number 3, at yahoo.com. Or you may call us here at Voice America 866 Four seven two five seven eight seven or eight eight, and you can leave us a message, um, and they will pass it along to us, and we'll get back to you. Now, where in the world is Kicks this week? Well, tomorrow, June twenty second, you can see and hear them at the Pennsylvania Roadhouse Rally at Railroaders Memorial Museum in Altoona, Pennsylvania. For tickets, concert dates, and a whole lot of Kicks info and music, check out their website at kicksband.com. Northern Lights Greyhound Adoption will be holding their 23rd annual picnic on Saturday, September 7, 2019, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Long Lake Regional Park in New Brighton, Minnesota. Help them celebrate 23 years of finding homes for retired racing greyhounds. There will be food, vendors, shopping, and time to catch up with both old and new friends. Visit the Northern Lights Greyhound Adoption website or their Facebook page to learn more. The 31st annual Greyhound Homecoming and Make Peace Picnic will be on September 21st, 2019 in Hopewell Township, New Jersey to benefit Make Peace with Animals. Uh, Find out more by visiting their website at makepeacewithanimals.org. Royce Images Photography in York, Pennsylvania offers natural and realistic custom photography that captures the truest essence of your special moment. With an extensive portfolio featuring a unique and creative approach to any session, Royce Images can capture your engagement and wedding, family portraits, children and newborns, and pets too. You can arrange your commercial or product sessions as well as getting new professional business photos. With Royce Images, you can truly have it all. To schedule an appointment, contact Royce Images Photography at 717-887-4860 or visit their website or Facebook page. The Dewey Gathering in Dewey Beach, Delaware is October 10th through 14th, 2019. It's the free, fun, and fabulous event in Dewey. Visit the Dewey Gathering events and activities page or the Dewey Gathering message board, both on Facebook, to learn more. The Solvang Gathering planners are busy planning for, you guessed it, the Solvang Gathering 2020. Join us in beautiful Solvang, California, January 9th through 12th. Many local hotels, wine tasting rooms, restaurants, and businesses are hound-friendly. It's a weekend filled with sighthounds and their people who come together for an event that focuses on the hounds of the world. Be sure to like and follow the Solvang Gathering on Facebook. The Dewey Gathering and the Solvang Gathering Hounds of the World are both sponsored by Greyhounds Make Great Pets. And that's what's shaking in Blondieville this week. The GPA. Greyhound Pets of America. 
We're talking cool Come on down to the GPA Cause the Greyhounds need a good place to stay Great with the kids Cause they love to play Down at the GPA While they've worked so hard Now they need a rest But when you take one home You see they're the best Greyhounds Rocket says it on my best Come and see us at the GPA Come on down to the GPA Call 800-366-1472 Or contact greyhoundpets.org You are listening to Greyhounds Make Great Pets with Rory, TJ, and Kathy. To find out more about the show and what we do, please send an email to gmgp3 at yahoo.com. That's gmgp3 at yahoo.com. Now, back to Greyhounds Make Great Pets. And welcome back to Greyhounds Make Great Pets. We are here this week with our guest, Jody Brown from Racing Home Greyhound Adoption. And we are talking about the prisoner and greyhound program at Sororo Correctional Center. Exactly. And, you know, you, during the break, you had mentioned um, there was an advertisement about the Solvang Gathering. Yes. <gasps> do, you, do you know what I know? What? Who, who kind of was one of the starters of the Solvang Gathering? Uh, I think she's sitting down. I think so. Well, it wasn't called the Solvang Gathering when Jody was involved. Well, she's still involved. No, it was, well, she, it, well, she the West Coast Greyhound yeah. Gathering yes. then, yeah. Yeah. Which was... Much more difficult to say than solving. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we make it brief. <laughs> yeah. Well, back at that time, there was nothing happening on the West Coast. And no, we wanted to wasn't. draw that to everybody's attention. Yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, I made the mistake of being friends with Terry Rogo, who actually started. Oh, well, she's a worse troublemaker than and, you are. <laughs> you know, and, and I offered to help one year. And Boom. never got out. And, now, and I, now I'm helping you guys. Yes, that's <laughs> right. And you have been a big help because we you. needed needed somebody to guide us, that's for sure. And that's why we didn't do a what the hell this week because you just mentioned Terry's name, so <laughs> we just raised a little hell. <laughs> well, now how long were you um, involved with solving? Well, I went the first year um, just as a guest, an attendee, um, but from the second year till the end, mm-hmm. I was involved um, we at various times sponsored the uh, Friday Night Pizza Party, the um, Solvang Streak. In fact, we came up with the design that um, says, I streaked in Solvang. <laughs> we uh, need to bring that back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually have all of that artwork. Oh, so, okay. Um, and since the very first year, or the second year that, that I attended, um, I have sponsored the Senior Spotlight. That's right, you have, and you do a fantastic. You seniors, and Tiffany do a very the nice seniors stuff. are my. That's my passion. That's right. We do a king and queen each year in solving. So and they get really lovely gifts. You guys go above and beyond, and so. we do appreciate it. We we want to appreciate those older hounds. We can only hope someone will do that for you and I one day. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking it's not likely, but... Uh, Never know. So, uh... Well, here's your squeaky. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <clears throat> well, y- tell us a little bit about the, the first day. Um. Oh, going into the prison the first day was, first of all, I was petrified. Um, I never, I mean... I'm a good girl. I've never been to prison or to jail or anything. So we weren't sure what to expect. You know, we'd been given all these directions on how we had to to um, dress, how we had to interact. So we walk into the multi-purpose room with our dogs, and there's eight great, eight handlers lined up seriously back against the wall, <laughs> all of them looking at the floor because they weren't supposed to make eye contact with us. And they, they did what they were told. They did what they were told. Um, we went through all of the beginning things. We introduced the dogs, let the guys pick their dog. Um, and since that day, the relationship started to develop. Now, when we walk in, we are mobbed. Eight dogs, 16 handlers, 
And I mean, every, Jody, Jody, Tiffany, let us tell you this. Guess what our <laughs> dog did? So, I mean, it's, it's become a really, really neat experience mm-hmm. to go back into the pod. We're not scared anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we did have an issue uh, once when we first started going out um, when there was, an, uh, there was an incident at the prison and we got locked in the pod. <laughs> For just, it, the, we, what you're saying is you were in lockdown. So yeah, you were kinda, yeah. Okay. So we, we were locked in, but it was just inmates and us. But it, it went really well. well so, and, and our, the, the staff member was right outside the door. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's all, it's, it's the full experience yeah, for it you. Is. I mean, it's the, the, one of the first things that happened when we put the dogs in was the prison went on lockdown for almost a month. And we were, we were allowed to see our dogs. Mm-hmm. We were escorted back. Um, we went door to door to door. The door would be unlocked. The handler would send their dog to the door so we could check the dog over, ask mm-hmm. if there were any problems. Then they'd go back in the cell, and we'd move to the next one. Now, on that first day... Um, you said the prisoners were looking at the ground like they because they weren't supposed to look at you. But what was their reaction when they first saw the dogs? Oh God, it was wonderful. They, I mean, th- their eyes lit up. It was, um, you know, they they had been working with the greyhound for about God, probably a year because uh, Dan had taken his greyhound out every time. We had a trainer, Brad Jaffe from Team Canine, who actually trained the inmates on how to train the dogs. Okay, and now are, um, when you say train the, to train the greyhounds, what are they taught while in prison? They they are learn they, the greyhounds that go into the program come out with their canine good citizenship cool. uh, certificate. They learn sit. They learn down. Um, they learn um, they're they're taught hand signals and voice commands. They will they try as much as possible to teach them good door manners. Um, using a free command, they make them sit at the door until they say free, and then okay. the dog can go through. Um, because they're in there for a while, and these these dogs are smart. Well, we know that, yeah. but apparently they're getting smarter. The guys have branched out, and we have dogs that will high-five. Cool. They'll shake. <laughs> we have um, a couple that roll over, uh, which is not common for a greyhound. I was going to say yeah. they'll they'll go they'll they'll roach. Yep. This these we've had a couple that will completely roll over. We've had a couple where you can point your finger at them like a gun and go bang and they'll they will die very dramatic deaths. <laughs> and then they look at you to make sure you're appreciating and give them a their, treat. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. All of the training is treat based. So oh, well, okay. they they go in with their, you know, at their racing weight and they come out Past that weight. Oh, well, because... But that's okay. Um, well, not true. They don't... Are, do they have... Do the, the inmates have the opportunity to take them out, let's say, as much as we do, or are they on some kind of a schedule? They, they're on a schedule as far as going out for um, recreation breaks because it's worked into the, the schedule for the recreation yard. I see. Okay. But every week, they close all of the gates, and there's a, a huge... Um, dirt and sand area okay and they close all of the gates and the dogs are just allowed to run like crazy (laughs) (laughs) with their muzzles of course oh absolutely if there's more than one greyhound in the room muzzles are on and that's 1-800-SEND-RORY to prison well you know they we need to figure out how to train them to only fart outside Stop! It's not going to happen. But you, you were talking about. We were talking about the. You brought up the the intelligence of these dogs. Yes. And um, our one dog, Yogi, who didn't go through uh, the prison program, but he went. He was one of your dogs. Right. Maybe uh, he should go through the prison <laughs> that we program. Well, he he started a new thing because oh. <laughs> there's a Yogi's a relatively big dog, and then there's this little <laughs> little. <laughs> This little dude named Sasha who's been getting in bed and kind of blocking Yogi from getting into bed. So Yogi now has, well, a few nights before, he what he would do is go out in the living room and he would just bark. Sasha would jump up and go running out to, to see, see what, what was going missing. on. Well, Yogi came around the other way and got in bed. Oh. Last night, Yogi went outside about 1 in the morning and he just did a, and he was being quiet so that maybe not to wake up the neighbors. He just, I hear a, whoo. 
outside and Probably Sasha right. jumps up and zips out the dog door <laughs> and next thing you know I hear the Yogi coming in the dog door. Yep. He, he, I think he's training that little dude. Well, somebody has to. <laughs> yeah. But he's, yeah. Maybe Sasha should go to the prison program I don't for think a while. T- I don't think if Tiffany got her hands on Sasha again, he's going to go anywhere but, you know, her, yeah, her that's, couch. That's true, yeah. She she did form quite the attachment. She did, yes. But you took very good, well, just for our listeners, um, Tiff- we needed a, an emergency dog sitter, and Tiffany was kind enough to, to watch our, our tribe and, Sasha was just fresh off the farm back then, and they had a good time in a, in a nice way. You didn't give him any bad habits, so that was a plus. Oh, that's surprising. <laughs> he's my baby. Yeah, and he's still about the same size. So. I, I mean my baby. She she is she is good with the with the dogs. Um, you, no, you you truly are. I mean, both of you have a very good rapport with all the dogs that have, have she, come into your care. She's even better though. Um, we actually. Um, we, we had a little accident at our house. <laughs> oh, tell us more. Oh, yeah. um, you know, we're not, we're not supposed to be breeding these dogs. So one of the first things we do is get them spayed and neutered. Um, but timing and money sometimes has a way of screwing that up. Well, we had put a male in a foster home till we could get him neutered um, because I had an unspayed female at my house. Okay. Retired brood. There you go. She thought. Um <laughs> But the, the foster home that he had, Louie, called me and said, hey, I've got to go out of town. My mom fell and broke her hip. I've got to bring Louie back. Well, without thinking, yeah. I was having a blonde moment and said, okay, no problem. Bring him over. Um, Tiffany and I were taking naps, and we heard Millie, the retired brood, kind of crying. So we both got up, and my first thing was to pick up my phone and call my vet and go, they're stuck together. I don't know what to do. And she says, well, you got to let them finish or you're going to hurt them. I'm like, but we, we, we we're, in a, yeah. we're an adoption group. We can't have puppies. We need puppies. See, now we need puppies. So um, Millie did, Louie did his job well. Oh, my. Um, Millie had nine puppies, one of which was stillborn. But we had the eight that we called our eight minions, and Tiffany became the minion mom. <laughs> because when we, after about three weeks, when we would take Millie into the room to feed her babies, she would just get this look of absolute horror on her face. And we couldn't deal with it. So by that time, all of the puppies had been adopted. Mm-hmm. So we're calling the doctors going, you need to get over here right now and feed your baby. <laughs> so we had, and I'm, I'm not a real good people person. And these puppies were in a pool in my bedroom. Oh. So for like five, six weeks, I had people in and out of my bedroom all the time feeding the puppies. Ah. But Tiff has raised some awesome minions. Well, every now and then, and and Rory knows this twice now, I mean, sometimes an adoption group will get a a female. Yep. And much to everyone's surprise... We're going to have puppies. Well, we we yes. had one that came from Kansas and must have been doing more than uh, training because she was knocked up when she came here. <laughs> we got one from Tucson that was like that, and she had one puppy who we still have. He is, is going to be 11. Scout. Scout. Oh. He is the spawn of Satan. He is on Prozac. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it, accidents do happen, yeah. but... I, I was absolutely appalled that it happened in my house. I know because you just because <laughs> we're so careful. Yeah. Well, and, and you know that situation. You're you're helping out an adopter. They need a you know. I mean, we've been in that same position too. We yeah. needed an emergency help, and you do it, and you're not thinking, and it's like, oh, I didn't tell you this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we had made it ten years without any accidents in our house, and then Louie. Ah, well, that that is why spaying and neutering quickly. Is, is a good exactly, thing. and see that's why we need donations. That is true. Because well, where where could somebody send a donation for your group? Um, they can. We actually have a PayPal, which is president at racinghome.info. Um, our mailing address is PO Box four three one zero two, Phoenix eight five zero eight zero. Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Oh, that's right. I'm international. Oh, my God. Arizona, (laughs) United States of America. There you go. Um, We can, they can also call us. We can take a credit card over the phone. Okay. And you do have a website. We do have a website, a brand new one. 
It is www.racinghome.org. And you are on Facebook? We are on Facebook, which is just Racing Home Grand Adoption. Right. Now, the dogs that are currently in the program? Now, I know you said you've got a whole bunch of applications. They are, everybody's on our website. Okay, so um, that we can see what who they are. And yep. And, um, do you have any pictures posted from, from previous dogs? Maybe do you get to take pictures of life at... Well, we in training. We um, we actually have a lot of prison pro, uh, photos. They will let Tiffany if I if I arrange it in advance. Tiffany can take her camera out. Oh, nice. and we take photos. Okay. So we we need to get those on the website, but we were more focused on getting the adoption information up. Right. And, right. And well, going. no. If our listeners yeah. want to see what we've been talking about, and but and all of the prison on. dogs are on our Facebook page. Great. <clears throat> um, and are, are you doing any meet and uh, well with them in there? But I mean, we, do you? We do not. Group? We do not do any meet and greets because we can't get our dogs a day pass. <laughs> Once they're in, they're in for <laughs> plus, their plus the fact that it's an hour and a half to get out there. Oh wow! We'd have to go an hour and a half yeah. back to wherever we're doing, and then an hour and a half to take them back, and another hour and a half. And frankly, I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> now, no. have, oh, go ahead. Uh, no, is there uh, any scheduled haul of bringing some dogs out here in the near future? Or we're, we're working, working on, on it. That? We were going to ask you for some help on that. <laughs> <laughs> because well, so we are desperate for dogs. Um, we have shared our recent hauls with another group in Arizona. Um, because we're not a large enough group to be able to take 26 to 30 dogs ourselves right and it's nice that everybody you know all of the groups here in the phoenix area will at least share when when one yeah, of the so larger we, halls come through we've been sharing with um one of the other groups and uh we found out they're out of dogs as well so we need a haul now yeah and I, and I know even the hauler who has been bringing the dogs out she's you know now even kind of having a little more harder time getting a hold of dogs she, she is yeah and she said, we're easy because we'll take anybody. We don't call her and say, hey, I need X number of dogs. I want this many females, this many males, these colors. Um, and, oh, yeah, they all need to be cat safe. <laughs> you're, you're just like with uh, last week's show when we were doing the Irish Greyhounds. Uh, I remember the talking to the flight people. And when the Ireland, Irish people asked them about the Greyhounds and which dogs they would take, and they were so shocked that, they would take any of them. They didn't care if they had had broken a hawk or something. It's like, uh, yeah, we'll take them. Yep. Um, but yeah, it is getting to really be a struggle here, you know, with getting dogs. But hopefully, uh, yeah, I know Jen Boswell has uh, done several of the hauls recently. Uh, bring them out here. She's been working with us. She's done our last, I think, three hauls. Um, and I talked to her. She says, Jody, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing the best I can. Well, and definitely, so, we don't want her coming out here now. Well, and, you know, with the heat and everything, and since you don't want to do that. Um, with the timing of the show, it's already already out, although not out here on the internet land. One of the new programs we are starting, Greyhound Pets of America, is called the Sadie Program. And when we're heading home um, Sunday, I guess I should let you know, we're going to have a passenger in the vehicle. Her what? name is Sadie. It's a little young female greyhound who broke her femur a couple months ago. And I was talking to, with the, with the kennels, with the farm there, and it's like, you know, maybe it would be better to have the dog taken care of at the veterinarian clinic there in Abilene, get him, get her fixed, or eventually a male, get him taken care of, and let him recuperate on the farm before going off to an adoption program. And Sadie is the first dog that we're doing. Uh, she will be coming here to Arizona. She's already got her home. Uh, where she's oh, going to. Oh, you weren't bringing Sadie on. No, on we're our not tribe. keeping her. She's oh, going into okay. a home. Oh, that's really nice. She'll that be we're dropped doing off that. Monday I, night. I, I think but. we should add a couple more and bring them to our <laughs> prison program. But one of the things we're going to start doing is working with uh, several of the farms there, so that if there is a greyhound that should have an injury in the morning or whenever they're doing their schooling races or whatever, take them straight over to the Abilene uh, Hospital there, get them taken care of, recuperate, and then when we have enough built up. We'll come in with the hauler and bring those dogs out to wherever we can get them to. Uh, that's a new program we're going to be doing with great, through Greyhound Pets of America called the Sadie Program after the first Greyhound, little Miss Sadie. Oh, that, that, so we're going to have to take that's pictures awesome. and, and do stuff, right? Yeah. Well, you know Racing Home will take any dogs that you need to have taken. Okay. We've, we've done broken legs. We've done autoimmune. We've done back surgeries. We've done amputations. Yeah, sometimes it, it has to be done. We've dealt with it, so... 
We will take anybody well, if any, that needs a home. Yeah. If any of the groups in the uh, southwest area, well, this would be GPA, so anybody would be, if the hauler's going in their direction, if yeah. you're interested or would like to find out more, you can just uh, contact uh, well, Greyhound Pets of America, greyhoundpets.org. Well, we'll, yeah, and we'll probably put um, more information out on the Facebook page for Greyhounds Make Great Pets about it, and, of course, on the Greyhound Pets of America um, webs- um, website and Facebook page. But yep. I, I just felt it was probably better to have the dog um, taken care of, get its surgery, recuperate in there in Abilene instead of, you know, sending the dog out that's injured. And also um, it's a lot cheaper in Abilene than like out here in Arizona and or uh, California or other places to, to take care of that stuff. So, but is there like anything... You think our listeners? Yeah, before we close. Before we close, wow us or. Well, actually, um, I can wow you with the cost of having these dogs in the prison program. Oh, okay, wow us. Um, No, this is this is based on having eight dogs in the program for a nine-week period, so it doesn't include you know anything extra, uh, any extra time, Um, because we have transport fees now for transporting. um, If we if we're able to vet them if we have to vet them locally the cost for eight dogs going through a nine-week program is four thousand eight hundred and thirty eight dollars wow all paid by racing home and while yes it doesn't sound like a lot but for a very small group who is doing this yeah it is now jen has been vetting the dogs before we get them which has saved us a considerable amount Um, if we can get them here vetted and ready to go the cost of eight dogs through the program is $3,118. The adoption fee for a prison-trained greyhound is $450. So if we were able to adopt out eight dogs, we're going to bring in $3,600. So we're way underneath mm-hmm. the amount that we need if we have to vet them locally. Right, right. So where, again, where can they make a donation to help out? Um, they can send a donation to our PayPal president at racinghome.info they can mail it to our PO box which is 43102 Phoenix Arizona USA 85080 or they can make a credit card payment over the phone to us and um, if our listeners in the local Phoenix area if there's anyone who might have a, maybe a collar they don't need or a bed we are always in on the lookout for um, in fact I've, I've got to get with one of our adopters she's she's got a uh, box of collars for us so we're gonna be picking those up well that's nice so yeah this is really interesting hearing about all this but I, I think we're starting to see with the with the shows we've done that how we're building on each one of them and there's a pattern we're seeing but that everything is going on here in the greyhound world is really important and um, I think we got to just keep working towards our our ultimate goal is being and helping out the hounds of the world right and be like our greyhounds more and and play well with others that's exactly right i want to thank our listeners for joining us today i want to thank jody and tiffany for coming in and uh, sharing this wonderful program with you anytime everyone hug the hounds of the world thank you for listening this week to greyhounds make great pets Please join your hosts, Rory Goray, T.J. Beter, and Kathy Goray for another edition of our program next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a wonderful week.